Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. As loved ones of first responders and military personnel, we often face life situations and challenges that many others don't experience. And while each of us and our experiences are unique, together we can learn from one another and become stronger in this journey of life. Now let's step out of mediocrity. It's time to thrive. Hi, Waiting Warriors. Welcome to this week's episode. I have Ashley Gammon here. Ashley has been married for 15 years. She has three daughters. She works in, okay, how do you say it? It's, I always say it in my head as Mewtwo. 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 Okay, yeah. Okay. The first time. The Mutu system, as she's their marketing assistant and has been a community manager for Moms, which is a military outreach Mutu system. Um, Her husband's been in the army for 20 years, and they're preparing for retirement, which has to just be like so crazy. Very crazy. Very exciting. Very nerve wracking. (laughs) Like you've known military for 20 years, and then. All of a sudden, this big change. So, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. I'm excited to have you today. Um, so, first off, why don't you tell us what? Because I know what it is you do, but what is Mewtwo? Okay, so Mewtwo is basically it's an online program specifically created and designed for moms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think in motherhood, you kind of have these symptoms that we deal with that often we categorize as normal. Uh, whether it be the diastasis recti, that's okay. Yep, we've all got kids, right? We get it. <laughs> whether it be, um, you know, diastasis recti, painful sex, you know, the mommy pooch, whatever, you know, all of these things that we've been told for years and years and years that, oh, yeah, this is normal. This is part of motherhood. Mutu mm-hmm. is a program designed by a mom for moms to basically have control of your body. Um, I personally went through the program myself. And- up working for them like this was never the plan for me um I suffered with pelvic floor dysfunction for six years and continued to get the answer that yeah this is normal all your symptoms are normal discovered I had a diastasis recti which is just a fancy word for separation of your ab muscles my mm-hmm. husband made this program bought it for me I did it it changed my life and here we are four years later I'm now working for the company because it's like one of those things you know you find something good you want to share it with all your friends so yeah. I'm able to do my work which I feel really lucky but um so yeah, that's kind of Mutu in a nutshell. It's um, you know, there's six thousand women in 156 countries worldwide. So, um, they're they're a pretty big deal, and I'm honored to be able to work for them. That's awesome, and I I love your account because I when I was pregnant with June, my oh how old are you now? She's what five months old. Um, I was having like hip pains and she's number four and I just kept on getting hurt, getting hurt, getting told like, sorry, it's just four kids in six years and your body's shifting and pain is going to happen. And, you know, just like what you said, like there are, that's what happens to your body when you're pregnant or whatever. And it got to the point where luckily I'm a, mm, maybe stubborn is the best (laughs) word to say. Like I'm a stubborn woman. And so I just went in and I was like, look, this, like, if you can't help me, then tell me somebody who maybe could. So I got referred to a physical therapist and I went there and told her what was going on. Like thinking, okay, maybe she has something. And she was like, yes, no, of course you don't have to be in pain. Like, of course. And so I love that you're, you guys are that advocate for women. Like 
I don't think we have to choose between having a comfortable functioning body and having kids like it doesn't. Absolutely. And I love that you got referred to PT and I (laughs) the women and the moms I work with, I always say, highly recommend women's health PT. Obviously this is a waiting warriors podcast. I'm sure you have a lot of military listeners Mm -hmm. Care covers women's health PT and then mood two is a beautiful compliment to women's health PT. Cause I always say that's kind of like your homework at home, something mm-hmm. you leave your house, you know, and it's just, so I wish that all women were sent to PT. I mean, during pregnancy, if you're obviously, if you're suffering with symptoms and then yeah. absolutely after, I always encourage moms after that six week appointment with their OB to go see women's health PT or ask for that referral there, because for whatever reason in, in, in women's health, it's just talk about it. And that's what I want to, I consider myself the conversation starter. I'm like, we just have to have the conversations. I'm not the expert in everything, but I promise to have an answer for you or someone who knows the answer. So I just think, I think it's important for, for women to, cause we need to feel good. You know, we're moms yeah. we need to feel good in our bodies so that we can go about our daily business and days feeling good. If you don't feel good. It affects everything. So, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just don't accept that like suffering has to be you know, like, I think there are, there are some things like life is naturally hard, but I don't think you have to physically right. suffer, especially <laughs> just because you had a kid and right. got pregnant. Like, right. And that was always my argument. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me my body's so amazing that it like grew and housed a human, but then I have to feel like this. Like, no, I just, I was not yeah. wanted to take that for an answer but it took me so long to get a resource. And that's the big thing. It's all about resources. We just need a resource and to have it in our back pocket and to be able to use it when we need it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, we could talk about that forever and maybe (laughs) we'll talk more at the end, but I'm, I'm super curious about like your story as a military spouse has, has that always been easy for you or is it kind of like with your body, how it's like, I need to find resources or to figure out this journey yeah no being a military spouse is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life um you know I think from the outside looking in a lot of military spouses make it look easy but we're all struggling Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what I love most about and what I miss most about the military community and being in the military community is because we understand each other's lives we none of us typically have family around um So, yeah, so I'm super excited to dive into this topic with you today and talk to you about this because I talk a lot about women's health and I talk about a lot of all that stuff we just talked about, but I never really talk about myself or my journey as a military spouse. And it has been very, very hard for me. Um, And I've never really opened up about it at all because I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I guess it's just easier to put the the front on things together instead of you know, letting it out into the open, but I've, I've learned through my journey with, with Mutu, with sharing my story, how many lives that has changed. So I think as, as we're coming up towards retirement and I definitely feel like a seasoned spouse, I still don't know all the answers or have it all figured out, but I feel like, you know, maybe if I start opening up about my journey as a military spouse, it will help other spouses feel like they're not so alone. And a lot of the stuff with, you know, we're in it together. So when I married my husband, I was 21. He was 23. We were very young. Um, we grew up in the same hometown and everything, so we knew each other, but he had been in the Army for four years when we ran into each other hometown, um, and I, I literally knew absolutely nothing, nothing about military life, and I was kind of um, given a warm welcome, I guess, so to speak, because 
I moved to North Carolina with my husband. He was stationed at Fort Bragg. And I mean, we literally ran into each other and five months later we were married. People thought we were nuts, but that's just, you know, what we did. Mm-hmm. And um, shortly after I'd gotten to North Carolina and kind of got sold, he got ordered. And then I was like, you know, he's like, so how do you feel about moving? And I'm like, what do you mean? We just moved. What do you, how do, what do you mean? How do I feel about <laughs> No. And so Germany. So it was kind of like everything. It was like, you know, we're young, we're newly married. We get stationed overseas in Germany. And then we were hit with, oh yeah, your, your unit's deploying. And I, and this was a whole new world to me. And over that time, um, you know, anybody knows that a deployment is not just the amount of months your husband's actually deployed to a different country. A deployment is three months prior the training and the 16 hour days and the 90 day field, what problems. And then they actually leave and they're gone for however many months they're gone, which for, for that particular deployment, it was 15 month deployment. They got extended at the end of like month 10, we found out they were going to get extended for another three months. We went through that 15 month deployment and then they come home and then there's that whole, whole reintegration process. So, I mean, we're talking a year and a half later, we're trying to figure out our life and like what it looks like together because we've been apart and there's just so many added factors, right? We were young in a different country and I stuck it out and I stayed in Germany the entire time, me and my little chihuahua, this was pre kids. Um, I stayed in Germany the whole time and I learned so much about myself during that process that I always look back, you know, my husband and I have been married for 15 years. I look back and anytime we're going through a hard moment, whether it be within our marriage or his career, anytime we're going through something hard or having kids, I look back and say to myself, Ashley, if you survived that 15 month deployment at 21 years old in a foreign country by yourself, you can do anything. And it was just, you know, I was forced to to be by myself more than I would have liked, but I got to know who I was and I got to be my own person. And of course I had friends and us military spouses rallied up and we supported one another and I worked on base. And so um, it was, it's always something I look back to and I'm, I wasn't thankful that it was going on in my life at that moment, of course, but I look back and I really am thankful that that's how my military life as a, as a mil or my life as a military spouse started. So how, what did that look like though, getting to know yourself? Was it like, was that a conscious effort that you were making or is that just a reflection that you have looking back? I think I was forced to do it. I had never been away from home. So I grew up in, in Anderson, Indiana, and I had never been away from home. I mean, I had an apartment with my girlfriends just, you know, a couple minutes down the road from, from my mom's house or whatever. But it was just like I had never been away from my friends or my family. And, you know, they influence you in good, good and bad ways, right? So I just, it was, it was the first time I was able to remove myself from everything I knew and everything that was comfortable and then start to, to do things that I like to do or to find a new group of friends. So it wasn't something that I went to into like intentionally, like I'm going to find myself. It was something that I had to be on my own. I had to kind of grow up. I mean, 21 is so young. I look, I look back and I look at, you know, I look at my girls now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe, you know, I mean, my oldest is 11 in 10 years. I couldn't imagine her moving to a foreign country by herself and her husband deploying for 15 months, you know, and and there were many times I wanted to just get on a plane and go home. And that would have been easy, right? It would have been easy to go home and be in my comfort zone. 
and that could have also brought on some some things that maybe have been would have been positive maybe would have been negative you know whether we like to believe it or not there are times spouses go home and different things happen because they're at home they're in their in their comfort zone you know you hear of you know i hate to talk about infidelity but you hear about spouses cheating on husbands during appointment not saying that i would have done that but i think it would have been easier had i been home right you know and that's just in my head it's just something i've always thought how different would our lives have been had I just packed my bags up and went home for that 15 months? Because, you know, my husband was in a bad place too, right? He wasn't, I mean, it wasn't ideal for him to be in a, in a country at war. And so he was going through what he was going through and not that he wanted me to be in a bad place, but I think it was probably easier knowing that I was at, at our home, right? I mean, that was our home together and I wasn't with my family and I don't know. I look back and, you know, I'm 36 now, so this is so many years ago, right? And pre-kids and that's, you know, another drastic life change. And it was just, um, I always look back and so thankful that I could stay in Germany and to just kind of suck it up and learn how to live this life. Because honestly, that's, that's the life I've lived for many yeah. more years after that. We just added more kids along the way. <laughs> Which, you know, just makes it easier, of course. Right. Well, uh, I like it because I feel like it sounds like what what I'm hearing you say is like, it's not that he wanted you to suffer, you know, but it, it just, it puts you on the same playing field and makes it so you're both living the same life as opposed to, I know a lot, like a lot of people struggle because they feel like they're living two lives. They're living one life of when their husband is home and one life when their husband is gone. And I think that happens no matter what, but I feel like it would be even more drastic, you know, if you were to go home and be super comfortable. And then when your spouse comes back, then you go into this whole other house and Right. And, and, you know, I want to, to be sure to make a point, like I, I have no hard feelings for, for women that for, for before married, for kid, whatever, like if you have to go home to have that support system, absolutely a hundred percent. But it was for me personally, one of the best things I ever did just to stay in my environment. Cause this was my life. Like I didn't have a life back at home anymore, back at my home. This was our life together. (laughs) Commitment I made to my husband. And I was willing to to go through the hard times with him and be by his side. Yeah, there is something to be said about just immersing yourself. And I don't know if it's like the right thing to say, but just like to really become a military spouse. Like, I feel like you're going to have those growing pains no matter what. And it just depends on if you're going to put them off or not. You know, like they're they're going to happen. I feel like every... Every spouse that I've talked to that has been in for more than five years has that same similar story of like just that moment that you had to figure it out. And if it's not going to happen when you're super comfortable at home. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to happen. So you mentioned that like having kids was a whole other ordeal. What, what was so big about that? I think so we and this was the plan for us because we had been married um, by the time we had our first child in 2008. So we'd been married for four years, which I felt like, yes, four years seems like a long time to be able to spend alone with your husband. But he was gone so much. So we really didn't spend that much time alone. But we, we were both comfortable with, OK, when you get home from this deployment, we're going to start a family. 
And so I got pregnant right away along with like, I don't know, like hundreds of other women. <laughs> <laughs> our post-deployment babies. I was so excited to go to the to go to the health clinic to get my um, pregnancy test because we were just sure we were going to be the first one. And the nurse like pulled out this thick stack of papers and she was like, "You're not the first. And I'm like, "Okay, well, here's your yeah. birthday. <laughs> your husband has It just seems like a lot of people get pregnant. Um. So yeah. So for for us, it was kind of like, you know transitioning back to life together is, is hard, even if the deployment was perfect. And even if there were no bumps or hiccups in the road, whatever, when you've been separated from your spouse for that long, he doesn't just come home and like a light switch, everything's like, oh, we're just back to normal. I've changed. He's changed. He's gone through things that I'm not, don't know about. I've gone through things that he might not know about. Um, and then you're trying to find this balance again, and then you throw a baby in the mix. And it's, it, we're first time parents, so we have no idea what we're doing. And um, so we ha we got pregnant right away and then we were PCSing back to the States. So I just feel like a lot of big life changes all at once. And then he was going to the school. So then I was going to be solo parenting for a while and I didn't even know how to parent yet. And I was going to be, you know, living with my mom and then his dad and looking for our first home to buy in North Carolina. And it was just, you know, I guess over the years, I just, I, I do a lot of things by myself and I don't want to do things by myself. And although it's not always my husband's decision, honestly, it's never really his decision to have me do these things on my own or by myself. It just comes with the, the territory of, of his job. It's not like he can tell his job, well, I'm so sorry, but I can't do this because I have to go help my wife do that. You know what I mean? Like he has a mission, he has a job, it has to get done. And so I think over the years, a lot of resentment has built up. Because I don't think anybody goes into a marriage or parenthood saying, I want to do this alone, <laughs> right? You get married to your partner to have a partner, and then you have children, and you want to raise them with your partner. But unfortunately, this military lifestyle doesn't always allow that. And it's something that I never really talked about because, you know, I don't want to be like the negative um, person or the negative friend or the, the woman who's always complaining about her husband or whatever. So I never really talked about it. But then I, I do know that the friends that I have talked to about it, they're dealing with the same thing. And then the, this this resentment builds. And it's hard because it's not really my husband's fault. Like I said, it's not his choice. But then, like, who, who am I to be mad at? Am I going to be mad at the Army? Like, <laughs> you know, that's not going to change anything. Um, so, yeah, so I guess over the years it just got, it got harder and harder. And then, you know, um, I was pregnant with baby number two, and he got deployed to, ha to Haiti for the earthquake relief, which was obviously totally unexpected. I'm like, you know, 36 weeks pregnant, and he calls me and says, I'm leaving for Haiti in the next 24 hours. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, this was not the plan. And so, again, you know, that was a mission he had to go do that he didn't have a choice. It wasn't a choice for him. That was his job. But then it left me to have a 19-month-old and a newborn, and he did make it home for the birth, thank goodness. I, I do have okay. a lot of friends that have had to, to do that alone, and I, I couldn't imagine doing that alone, and my heart aches for those moms who've had to go through that by themselves, but it's the same thing where, you know, you're on this mission, and he's focused, and then he gets back, and the whole, you know, getting everything back in order, and I st life still has to go on at home, with or without him, right? I still have to, as a mom, as a, as a wife, I still have to do my duties at home, but a lot of times it was by myself. And then, you know, we again, PCS to Germany, have another baby, another deployment. So I just feel like we got hit with a lot of big changes back to back to back to back. And I just never had time to come up and breathe. 
Um, and then kind of the dust settles. And then there's all these unresolved issues with our marriage, with us as a couple, with us as parents that we can't go back and fix because it's already done. So then now I have my resentment issues that I have to deal with. And again, I'm always going back to that. We made it through that 15 month deployment. We can make it through this. And I have an amazing husband who is willing to put in the effort and, and fight for our marriage. And I'm thankful for that because I can be a real pain in the butt and I can be really stubborn <laughs> and I'm not always the easiest person to deal with. So I'm thankful for that, but that's why I'm so excited about retirement because I almost feel like we're closing this chapter. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not change one second of it. Um, because we've learned so much about ourselves and our marriage is so, so much stronger because of all the things that we have gone through, but I'm so excited to close it and to walk away and be done, move into this next chapter and then really, really focus on making our marriage solid. You know, if that, if that makes sense, I hope all this makes sense because yeah. it's been a roller coaster and it has not been easy. It's not been easy to be a mom, it has not been easy to be a wife uh, to, to a soldier. It has not been easy, the constant unknowns. You know, it has not been easy to be everything for everybody, plus trying to fill my own cup, right? Like, I want to have a career and I want to do things, but I always have to kind of wait on what's going on with the Army or with his life or the career. Um, so, yeah, so it's been it's been a journey. I wouldn't change it, but it's been hard, and I do have resentment. And I know I'm not the only military spouse that feels this way. Yeah. Another thing, we don't really talk about it, right? Yeah, no, we don't. And I, I'm curious, like, do you feel like it has been, things have happened and you're saying in your mind, oh, I resent him for that? Or has it been different language just to help other people who... Because, like, I I realized after years that I was holding resentment towards things, even though in my head I was telling myself that I wasn't. But it, I think it was because I wasn't saying, oh, I resent him. Like, right. it was different. It was different words. So I'm curious what what those words, what those feelings were for you. So two, so two things. In the beginning of our marriage, I was not very um, – open about talking about things. I would just keep everything inside. I just was waiting for my husband to learn how to read my mind. I just knew one day he would figure it out. So I, I put a lot of the blame on myself because I feel like I just, you know, we always, we always look like we have it together, right? We just, we always have to act like it. And we don't, and you know, obviously when your husband's deployed, you're not going to call him and complain about everything that's going on because you want him to focus on the mission and it's, it's, it's an important mission. So I keep everything locked inside and it just keeps building and building and building. And then I think for us, it probably just exploded one day. And then he's like, I didn't even know you were feeling like this. You know, you never said anything. And I'm thinking like, well, you were supposed to read my mind, duh, you know? And so I guess an example I'll give you, um, and this is probably one of the hardest or one of maybe the biggest resentments I have against him. And it's just, it's just one example of, like when we had our third baby, we had baby number three um, in Germany. Obviously, I didn't have a lot of family. My mother-in-law did come over to help us out because we had the two other girls at the time. And I had a scheduled C-section. It was a really bad C-section. Things went south. And 
I was not in a very good place. Um, everything was fine. Baby was fine. I was fine. But like mentally, I was I was just very like, you know what I mean? You have a plan of things, the way things are going to go. They don't go away. I didn't even get to be awake for, for the birth of my baby. And then the next day, he had to leave to go to, to basically an all-day meeting at work. And that really hurt, you know? And it's one of those things where he didn't really have a choice, but... I wanted him to, to like stand up for me and to say, no, I'm not going, I need to be here with my wife. But I, you know, and it's all about, it's all that, that mind reading. Well, he should have, he could have, but I never said anything. And and it's, it's like, that's just one situation that I'm, that I just, um, am an example I want to share, but it's that feeling, it's that same feeling over and over again of the disappointment and the let down and the, you want to be supported but sometimes they aren't able to support you for what because of their job. And so it's a combination of that same feeling, different situations, some big, some small, to also not being open with my husband over the years and telling him. And, you know, now we've been married for 15 years. Nothing's perfect. Nothing ever will be perfect. But I've gotten so much better at saying, hey, listen, this is what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand, like, you can't read my mind, but this would make me feel really good if you did that. And I really need you to do that for me. Can you do that? And he's always willing. And, you know, it's just, it's getting over that, realizing that um, he's never going to read my mind. He's never going to know exactly what I want. Like, it's just not going to happen. And he's not me. So it's like, what I would do for someone in that situation, he's not me. So he can't, <laughs> he can't do for me what I would do for me, right? Yeah. So just... It's just kind of, that's just one example. And it wasn't like over the years where I was constantly telling him, you know, I resent you. And it wasn't, it was, it was basically just built up, built up, built up, built up. And then I finally just lost it. And then it was a big bump in the road and we got over it and we're constantly working on making it better. Yeah. And I, I think that's such a good point because that situation it's not even like that situation is so easy for all of us to get into. That situation happens to everybody in the military, in a first responder situation, law enforcement, like that. I know for a fact that happens all the time of there's something big birth of a baby or like, I don't want to say a birthday or whatever. Cause personally we've just had to like get over dates like that, but like something big, like the birth of a baby And you have some expectations, whether it's like the next day or whatever, but I feel like we, for some reason, just don't air, air those expectations. We don't talk about them for some reason. And maybe it is just because we think that they should know. Um, But I know because a similar thing happened for us. And I know something that we started doing um, because my husband, I'm like you, like I, I don't, I'm not like the natural best wife communicator (laughs) um at all but so my husband said like look like I don't know if I can always give you what you want but at least let me know and I'll try and I think that has helped us that that at least has helped me a ton because I know I'm not gonna win it all like there are just times where mission does have to come first right but at least like at least we've been given the chance like by me just telling him and as opposed to just I think before I was like almost like hopeless in this situation like I was 
giving away all control because I thought we didn't have any control. So I just gave even the little control that we did. But now I'm a lot better. <laughs> and just like saying, hey, I, if we could do this, I would like it. Right. If not, I'll understand. But can, you, can we at least try? And I feel like that's helped us a lot. But yeah, I like that because it's, it's just so hard. Like it is hard. We're asked to do so much. We really are. Like we're not we're not the ones going over and fighting the bad guys. Right. But we take on our own demons with being left alone to deal with everything. And it's just hard. It it's, is. It's just hard. Like I said, we, we're really good at putting on that that brave face and telling people, I'm fine, I'm fine. You mm-hmm. know, and that's the other thing is for so many years I didn't know how to ask for help. You know, people, even people would offer. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. I, it's just weird to me. I can't have somebody come over to my house and like help me clean or cook me a meal. Like I, I can't like, and it's just, you know, letting go of that. Like if somebody calls me right now, even though my kids are older, <laughs> like, yeah, please sure. Come over and help me. I still yeah. need help. <laughs> There's always something that can be done. Right. But like, I love that you're, you're honest about the fact that it's been 15 years and still you have stuff figured out. Like, I feel like not only do we sometimes put on the front, but I think we expect the answers and the solutions to the problems, especially in our marriage, we expect those solutions to come quickly. But it sounds like for you guys, like it's been a fight, like you've fought for your marriage. Right, right. Yep, it's definitely been, um, I don't want to say it's been an issue our entire marriage, but you know, for me, knowing nothing, entering this military lifestyle, like I, I didn't expect this. I couldn't have made these stories up in my head of what, what it was going to be like. I had no idea. So yeah, just navigating it. I mean, it's, it's hard. And I'm sure, you know, I often say to my husband, I wish you could just live in my shoes for like 24 hours. (laughs) And he's like, well, I wish you could live in mine. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Because I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be at war. I, you know, I was never a soldier myself. I don't know what it's like to have to go do something. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't imagine somebody telling me you have to leave for six months and me like leaving my children. Like I don't, I will never understand what that's like for him. So I do try to try to give him a little bit of grace for that and a little myself as well, because I know I'm not always fair when it comes to that. Right. Cause it's easier to think like, you know, I, I'm the victim. I'm the one who struggles and I'm the one who has to put, you know, but he's going through stuff as well. So yeah. I try to be open and I, I have not been perfect along the way. Like it took me a long time to get to where I am and, and we still have a lot of work to do, but just trying to see both sides and trying to understand and the open communication, like you were saying earlier, like you can maybe ask, it might not always happen just because I ask for it doesn't always mean it's going to be possible. But that open communication is huge because he doesn't know what I want. You know, he, I mean, he just doesn't unless I tell him. So I think that's really important for, for all military spouses. If you're, if you're just starting out or if you've been married for a decade or more, like that open communication is key. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if somebody could invent just like some sort of hat thing that could connect our brains and then they could just understand. Like it would be just so much easier because I hate having to explain myself. It's like, why can't you just like, understand but we have to have the same conversation like I'm just trying to explain one tiny thing and it takes five minutes and it's frustrating I'll admit like it's it can be frustrating but it's 
I hope people just understand that it's worth it. Because right. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people just give up and they think that it's too hard or I guess I, I honestly don't know what they think, but I just hope people can see that it's worth it. And even though it's hard and we're all struggling, um, it is, it's just worth it in the end. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's, um, I always say, you know, the grass is never greener on the other side. You know, it's easy to think like if you, if you, if I left this life, it would just be so much easier, but no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be. And that's why we have fought for our marriage over and over again, because, um, this life is already hard enough and, you know, I wouldn't want to make it harder on my girls or myself or my husband. And like you said, it's worth it. It's worth the fight. You know, we made a commitment to each other. Uh, my husband's very big on, you know, remember our vows. And I'm like, you know, obviously when I'm mad, I don't really want to hear that, but <laughs> I'm like, you know, you're right. You're right. We did. We made a commitment to one another and it's not going to be easy, but it's worth it. Yeah. You know, when the phrase that I love that I, I couldn't even tell you where I heard it, but it's, is that it's the grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water. And I love that because I think we think, especially marriage, like we think that it's just going to be blissful and it is for a little bit. And it is at times like there are easy, beautiful moments in marriage. But I think also like a lot of the beauty, a lot of the love comes from the fact that we've put work into it and that we've spent the time figuring out what it needs and giving it its water. And I mean, I could go on a whole dorky gardening <laughs> analogy because I love that kind of stuff, but it is like, it's, it's greener where we water in and where we take time to tend and right. all that kind of stuff. I love that. I, yeah, I just thank you for being open about that though, because you're right. Like we, we just need to have not even like, I don't even know if we're going to come up with, much better solutions but if nothing else a good solution is that people don't have to feel like they have to hide it or that they have to think that they're the only ones right and I think too with with um social media you know I always I often call Facebook faux book and it's like yeah looks happy on Facebook like nobody is going on Facebook and posting you know them, them and their spouse ticked off at each other and yeah. like look, oh this today we got in this fight no they're posting the good moments and that's what we're we're seeing it on Instagram we're seeing it on Facebook we're only seeing the good and that's great because like no, who wants to get on social media and, and share yeah. negative things I, I get that but to, to to know that you know there's so much more behind the picture than that 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 one tiny little moment you're seeing of, of someone else's life and I think that's always, it is hard for me too. And I have to remind myself of that too. Cause you know, you see the people like, Oh my gosh, they just went in to the vacation or they're going on dates all the time or they're so happy. And it's like, they're, they're having problems too. I've yet to meet anybody who has a hundred percent perfect marriage who's never had a fight, never had a hiccup, never had a bump in the road. It's just not realistic and it's okay. Yeah, yeah that's, it is okay. I love that. Okay, last question. My favorite question. What is your key to thriving that you want to share with your fellow waiting warriors? My key to thriving is putting myself first and not for that to sound selfish, but I have learned and I'm still not always good at it because it's easier to take care of everyone else first and then worry about myself. But 
for, for me to thrive, I have to put myself and my self-care first. I have to fill my cup to be able to help pour out of, of my own and fill other people's. So putting myself first, like I said, I don't always do it, but it's important. So that's, that's I, I realize and I notice I'm at my best when my cup is full and I, I put me first. Yeah. How do you fill your cup? How do I fill my cup? Sometimes it's just laying down like yesterday. I just, an hour before school pickup, I had tons of things to do. My kitchen was a disaster. I probably should have started dinner and on and on the list could have gone. But that was probably going to be the only hour of my day where there was going to be no noise and peace and quiet. Um, sometimes it's, it's finding a babysitter and going on a date with my husband to, to be able to, to work on our marriage. Um, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, I, I see a lot these days, like, um, it's unrealistic to be able to go get massages and yada, yada, yada. But it doesn't, for me, it doesn't always have to cost money. Like I said, I laid in my bed for an hour at home yesterday. Yes, sometimes I love going to get my nails done, but it doesn't always happen. So exercise is always a big one. I love to walk. So I do that a lot too. I love that because you're right. Like it can, it can be simple. And right. Almost just like being still and yeah. quiet with yourself. Yeah, it's super helpful. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, where can people find you? What or um, find connect with me? Um, feel free to go to mutustrong.com, and that's where we're going to support all military and first responder spouses. And if you are not affiliated with the military, we still want to support you. So mutusystem.com. So either one of those places, um, you guys can connect with me personally, send me an email at military at mutusystem.com and reach out to me personally on Facebook. I'm always happy to, to chat with people and to give you guys resources. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, I will put all those links um, to Ashley on the show notes so you can easily find her. Go check her out. Her well, I guess it's technically not yours, but this, the system that she works with, it's, I think it's a great resource. Like you just don't, like we talked about before, you do not have to accept the suffering. And cause like, that's just a, that's a powerful message that I feel like applies to our bodies. But then that's also what I'm trying to do with the waiting warriors. Like you do not have to accept the suffering of being a military spouse. Like it is not, it does not have to be a lonely. Right. This is an awesome life and you should not do it alone. Like we all yeah. were dealing with the same things. We're just not talking about all of them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. All you waiting warriors go do something for you today. Take lay down, lay down on your bed. Um, if it's getting the Mewtwo system, get that, just do something to help you not feel alone and just not suffer as much because we just we don't need any of that. And you guys have a great day. Thanks for being on the show, Ashley. Thank you. I want to take just a minute and tell you guys about a really amazing online event coming up for all first responder and military loved ones, aka you guys. This year is the fifth annual independent wellness summit on March 2nd through the 7th. It's a week long online summit put together by a group of military spouses. And this year they have incredible speakers talking about dimensions of strength. Last year was my first summit and I loved it. 
Not only was it super helpful for me to spend time focusing on my personal wellness, but I also learned a ton that really helped me in some of those hard weeks of our deployment last year. I really think it's important for us waiting warriors to take time to fill our cups and learn so we can then truly thrive in this life. And this wellness summit is the perfect way to do just that. So go to www.in-dependent.org slash wellness summit or just their website and you'll find it real fast and get the general admission for free. Again, general admission for free or you can grab an all access pass with the code warrior20 for a great discount. I have my all access pass purchased and ready to go. So I'd love for you to tag me on social media when you get your ticket. I can't wait to see you all there so we can learn and thrive together.